This is the DCN Weekly, the podcast that is a regular roundup of Australia's maritime and logistics news. This episode is for the week ending the 30th of June 2023. I'm DCN editor Ian Ackerman. In the news this week... The Victorian government has proposed the Southern Ocean off Portland to be the state's second offshore wind declared area. Federal Minister for Energy Chris Bowen, along with State Energy Minister Lily D'Ambrosio, said the government would undertake a 60-day public consultation process before a final decision is made. The Victorian government is aiming for at least 2 gigawatts of offshore wind capacity by 2032, 4 gigawatts by 2035, and 9 gigawatts by 2040. It expects the industry to create billions in investment and create more than 6,000 jobs. The Maritime Union of Australia welcomed the proposal, saying Australian maritime workers would benefit from the fast pace of investment and expansion of offshore renewable energy projects around the country. And also, the Australian Transport Safety Bureau found voyage planning errors and spurious false alarms contributed to the grounding of general cargo ship Trinity Bay on Harrington Shoal in the Great Barrier Reef in January 2021. Trinity Bay sustained minor hull damage and was refloated on the rising tide. No injuries or pollution were reported. The ATSB has been investigating the grounding and recently released its final report. The investigation found that, in an effort to address a deficiency identified during an internal audit requiring the use of approved routes and waypoints, the ship's master had used a draft passage planning tool that was being trialled by the operator to plan new routes. The ATSB said the routes from the planning tool were entered into Trinity Bay's electronic chart system. However, it said the electronic chart system was not approved for use by the ship as the ship's primary means of navigation and did not possess automatic route safety checking functions. Errors in the planning tool meant the new route took Trinity Bay dangerously close to the charted danger of Mid-Rock and then about an hour later directly over the charted danger of Harrington Shoal where the ship grounded. The investigation also found that the new passage plan was not independently verified by another of the ship's deck watchkeeping officers as required by the operator's procedures, and the planned routes were entered into the electronic chart system instead of being annotated on the ship's paper charts. In accordance with regulations, these paper charts should have been the ship's primary means of navigation and were marked with the ship's established previously used routes. So the ATSB found the dangers on the newly planned route were not identified and the monitoring of the ship's passage was ineffective in identifying these dangers. And also in the news, Maersk has placed an order for six more methanol-powered ships. The new vessels, scheduled for delivery in 2026 and 2027, will each have a 9,000 TEU capacity and dual-fuel engines that will allow them to operate on green methanol. This brings the number of methanol-enabled ships Maersk has on order to 25. Once these ships are phased into service, Maersk says they will replace existing capacity in its fleet. And finally, in shipbuilding news, Hobart-based Richardson Divine Marine Shipbuilders has won the construction tender for seven new Parramatta-class ferries. 
Australian shipbuilder and engineering company Incat Crowther designed the new ferries and Richardson Divine Marine is due to start building them in July. The new ferries will operate on the Parramatta River, replacing seven cans-built Rivercat vessels that have been in service for 30 years. The New South Wales government said the new ferries would allow for future conversion to electric propulsion as battery charging and engine technologies improve. The state government expects the new ferry design to be a vast improvement on the 10 overseas-made river-class vessels that entered into service in October 2021. And that's all for the DCN Weekly for the week ending on the 30th of June. For more on these stories and for more up-to-date maritime news, head to thedcn.com.au. And thanks for listening.